everybody. Welcome back to Looking for the Real God. This is Christy Lynn Wood. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about the uncomfortable topic of repentance. We will be redefining it and thinking about what it looks like personally and corporately. Two months. It's been about two months since this whole coronavirus thing started. And we've been in lockdown and things have changed and we haven't been to church. Two months. It's a long time. It's time to create a new normal, as they keep saying. And in a way, it really has become this weird new normal. And the other day, as my husband and I were driving around, we just commented on all the empty church buildings. How weird is it to see all these buildings just standing there empty? And what does it say? And he was just kind of like, I don't know what that says. Does it say that we're just excessive? Does it say that they're not necessary? Like, what does it say? Because obviously, even though church buildings are empty, church is still there because church is us. And so we kind of talked about that last week. And I want to just talk about something else that I feel is really needed in the church right now, and that's repentance. And if you have been in any kind of a spiritually abusive situation, then repentance is probably a really triggering word. It may conjure up some pretty awful memories. For me, I think about kneeling somewhere and trying to think about every sin I might possibly have committed intentionally, accidentally, whatever, and listing it out and trying to repent of it. I think of awkward services where people were pressuring us to repent. There's just a lot of negativity that can come along with that word, that concept, and the way that it was used potentially in your own spiritual lives. But I want to kind of redefine repentance, and I want to express our need for it, both personally and corporately. There's something that I've noticed as we've gone through this coronavirus. Social media is filled with people who are angry and frustrated with different politicians, with different things that have happened. There are people that are just frustrated with things they believe to be lies. I mean, there's just a lot of anger a lot of fear, a lot of mistrust. But I was reading in Joel the last few weeks. I just keep reading Joel over and over again. It's three chapters long. And the first chapter talks about this huge plague of locusts that come. And the second chapter talks about this need for repentance. And the third chapter talks about the day of the Lord that's coming. And as I was reading through Joel, I realized, you know what? There is something that's missing from our social media feeds. We may see anger and fear and frustration and distrust, but I do not see repentance. And that was like the first thing that happened in Joel as people are experiencing this plague of locusts that's just wiping out all of their crops and their livelihood. There's just this repentance that happens, this call to just rend your heart and not your garments and to repent. And I was like, wow, we don't have that going on right now like we're we're definitely feeling stuff but it's it's not repentance nobody is feeling like they need to repent from anything and so as i've just been thinking about that what does that mean what does that look like and so this is this is my call to all of us to repentance to genuine biblical repentance 
And so I want to kind of start by redefining repentance. For those of us who think of it as just this, oh my gosh, I've got to just come up with every bad thing I've ever done and list it out and not do it anymore and all this kind of stuff. Like it's very behavior driven, performance driven, religious. But repentance, biblical repentance, is really a changing of the mind. It's changing your mind towards something. This is something that I heard back at Bible school when I was first married, as, as our professor was talking about repentance and salvation. It's how so often people think we have to turn from our sin. He said, really, it's just a changing of our mind about who we are and what we need and who Jesus is. And I was like, oh, I like that. So what if repentance was simply changing our mind about our behavior, about ourselves, about what we believe, about who God is? There's a lot to repent of. My son, my son is so passionate and he is so intense. And anything that's going on, you know about. And he is out there. He is not one of those kids who is sneakily doing anything bad. Like if he has got things going on and he's mad, you're going to know. Because stuff is going to happen. And he's wild and crazy and sometimes really hard to know how to handle. But he's also really good at repenting. And you can see it happen in his mind. He'll be sitting there all stubborn and grouchy about something. And you can watch it crumb across his face as he changes his mind about how he's acted and about how he's treated me or his dad or his sister. And then the tears come and he comes and he apologizes and he hugs us and he says, I am so sorry. I should not have done that. And I think about that. I think that is really what repentance is like. It's that changing of our mind so that we can come to that place of penitence and of sorrow of our sin and just saying, oh, I'm sorry. I should not have done that. The change of the heart and the behaviors, sure, they're going to follow. But it starts with that change of heart, that change of mind. And so I just want to call us today across the world. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, now is the time to repent. Now is the time to change your mind. And I want to just walk us through some things. Like we are going through crazy, unprecedented stuff right now. I mean, have we ever had a lockdown that affected the majority of the world? Have we ever had a disease that's just ravaging people everywhere? Has it ever been this just crazy and political? I mean, it's nuts. It's a nutty world to live in right now. And what is our response to that? And how could it be something of repentance? We need a change of mind, guys. Within the church, within the Christian community, we need a change of mind. There's way too much polarization that's going on right now. And as you've known before, if you listen to me talk, I love the awkward middle way. This weird place where you're trying to balance grace and truth, where you're getting out of your Christianese bubble and you're actually trying to figure it out for yourself, where you love people, but you love truth, where you're historically and orthodoxly biblical. And yet at the same time, you are not stuck in this strict religious Christianese bubble world. And so I'm just going to just going to call us to repentance today. And I'm going to call you to the awkward middle way. Will you live here with me in this awkward middle way where we stand in the middle and hold tightly to two seemingly opposing things where we hold on to grace and we hold on to truth where we believe in a very real and very big God where we embrace the paradox and the mystery because we aren't the ones that have it all figured out. 
where we reject this Christianese bubble world. We just want to live in a safe place. We reject that. We live in the world. We're not of the world, but we live there with them and we love them. Where we love grace and truth, intention. Where we are informed, but relevant. I want to call us to some things that we reject. As people who live in this awkward middle way, as people who are trying desperately to follow the real Jesus, we reject religion. We reject this idea of appeasing God through our performances, the things that we do. We reject that. We reject formulas, trying to figure out how to get A plus B to equal C in the Christian life. We reject those formulaic ideas of how we do things. Why are these bad things happening to me? What did I do? Or how can I get the good things to happen? We reject those formulas. We reject superstition. There's so much superstition within the Christianese world. I'm just starting to recognize this fact of how much superstition and just spirituality versus reality there is going on. And we reject that. We reject human effort, trying to do things ourselves, trying to earn our way to God or earn our way to blessings. We reject that human effort. We reject the emotional decisions about what is right and wrong. I feel this, and so therefore it must be true. We reject that. We rely upon the Bible and good hermeneutics and actual understanding of what the Bible is intending to say. We reject the misinterpretations of the Bible, and we look to see what it meant to the historical audience, to the historical author, and what it has meant in biblical Orthodox Christianity for the last 2,000 years. These are things I want us to reject. And once again, I just want to encourage you guys, this is not a changing of our behavior first. This is a changing of our mind first. This is a changing of our heart first. And as we change our mind, our behavior is going to follow. But if you focus on behavior, you're not going to have true change. It's just outward change, but your heart is still not there. If we focus on our heart change and our mind change, the behaviors will follow. It just happens. And so I just would encourage you guys, think through this. What does it look like? And I want to lead us in a prayer of repentance. This is something that I wrote on my blog a couple weeks ago, and I'm going to be following it up with another one on corporate church probably today after I publish this. So I just want to lead us in this prayer of repentance. Repentance starts with this broken humility that we recognize that we don't have it. Our our mind is changing about who we are and about what we need. So here we go. God, I come to you with empty hands. I stretch them out before you and I admit my own lack. I agree with you that I am broken and helpless and in need of a savior. I repent. I have forgotten or ignored your reality so often that you are who you are, whether or not I acknowledge it or feel it. And instead, I have created an image of you that suits my own purposes. Sometimes I don't want you to be real, real. And I repent. I want to believe that I am in control. I don't like feeling helpless and afraid. I don't want to admit that I am needy. My pride is so strong and I push you away. I repent. There is a part of my heart that can only be filled by you, but I have tried to fill it myself. You know the many things I have used to attempt satisfaction, but none of them work, and I repent. You say that this world is not my home, but I want to be comfortable. 
You say that I will face trouble, but I want peace. I work so hard to grasp things that will not last while ignoring things that are eternal. And I repent. More than control, more than answers, more than peace, more than comfort and financial security and physical health, I need you. I open my hands and surrender and I let go. Show me who you are in all of your reality. All I want is you. Amen. Guys, it starts with personal repentance. And I can't speak to each of us. Like We all have things in our lives that we can see and say, yeah, that is not cool. That needs to go. I am changing my mind about that. But repentance is not so much about sitting here and coming up with a list of every behavior that you can say you're not going to do anymore. It's deeper than that. Repentance must start with our hearts. It must start with our hearts. As we move from personal repentance into corporate repentance, I feel like this time of the church being away and not in buildings, God is doing something. God is moving. And I hope that we can see some of the issues within our corporate church, little C church, and not the big C church. And I hope that someday when we come back together again, we can change things. And I want, I want us to repent of some of the things that we've allowed in our corporate buildings. Because the churches that we've created, these organizations, they're not always healthy. And they're not always good. And things are happening that are not okay. And as we have this pause, this great pause to stop and just think and process, I want us to corporately repent. Guys, there's so much that we can corporately repent of within the church. And so I'm just going to go ahead and give you a list as we close. I wish we could reject the Christianese bubble world. The idea that we're all just going to hang out together with each other, people who are like-minded, and just ignore the rest of the world. That needs to go. We were never created to live in a bubble world. We were never created to live in a little utopia. That's coming. Someday Jesus is going to make the world new, and it's going to be amazing. But right now we live in this broken place, and we need to be out there loving and serving and living in the brokenness. And so we reject that bubble world. I want us to reject the Christianese empire. There is a whole business about Christian stuff. Do you see all the things that you can buy and get? It's not about that. It's about Jesus. It's about sharing the truth of who God is with the world. It's about living in that reality. I'd love us to reject that. I would love us to reject the way we've allowed church to become a business organization. It's basically a business in so many places. It's not a body. And I would love us to reject that and repent from that. The spiritual abuse that we have allowed in our churches is frightening. It is wrong. It is not okay. And so much of that comes because we are following people instead of Jesus. We are exalting a man or a woman instead of God. We need to repent. And we need to stand up for truth and righteousness. We need to stand up for love. We need to take care of the victims and we need to expose the perpetrators. It is not okay for us to continue this kind of behavior. We need to repent. We need to repent of being passive consumers. It's the same thing. We follow a person instead of Jesus and we passively consume instead of being an active 
active part of the body of Christ. And we must repent of that. If the church would get on our knees before God, if we would change our minds about the way we are acting as passive consumers, if we would say, this is not okay, God, this is not right. The things that he could do. I want us to reject as corporate churches our little gods, our little G-gods that we have put in his place and acknowledge the one true, powerful, awesome, real God that exists and submit to him. Allow him to be God and stop playing God and stop using our own little fake gods that we've created. That'd be amazing if we could repent and move in that direction of following the one true God. We allow hate to thrive in our churches, and that is not okay. It's not okay to hate. And whether that's racism, or whether that's the attitude we have toward the LGBTQ community, hatred is never a part of Jesus. It's not okay. And we must repent of that. Loving someone doesn't mean we agree with them. We don't have to agree to love. But disagreeing does not mean that we hate them and we treat them poorly or with scorn or ridicule or anger or anything else. All that is just wrong. It's not okay. We need to repent of being so uninformed, of spreading lies and thinking their truth. As a church, we are just horribly uninformed so often. And we're just sticking things out there on social media, on blogs, all this stuff that we're just, we're just uninformed. And we need to seek truth and to share truth and to love and live truth. Which leads me to my last one. I just, I want the church to seek to know God and know the truth about the Bible for themselves. To stop listening to people and what they have to say, but to actually find it for ourselves. There are so many resources these days for us to get into the word, to discover what it means, to read it in its historically accurate and orthodox way that it was meant to be read, and to know for ourselves the truth about the word of God and the truth about God himself. So I want to just lead us in a prayer of corporate repentance and then close. God, you see your church, and it's pretty messy. There are so many things that we need to repent of. If we change our minds about these things that we've allowed, we change our minds, and we come to you with open and empty hands and know that you are it. You are what we need. And we just ask that you would forgive us, And we ask that you would help us to move forward in truth, with grace and truth, loving others and loving you, out of our bubble world, into the real world, away from our emotional experiences that we so long for, and holding on to the truth of who you are, even in the middle of this broken world. We know that there can be change because the church is made up of individual people. And as we seek you, and as you show us who you are, change is possible. Thank you. Amen. Guys, I hope this encouraged you. I hope that it challenged you. And I hope that it made you think. Please keep thinking. Don't stop. Don't stop. Question. Wonder. And until next time, keep searching.
If you enjoyed this podcast, I would love to have you join me over on my website at christylynnwood.com. For more content, free resources, and opportunities to connect with a community of people who are looking for the real God.